Well, today the title of the message is A Lonely Story. A Lonely Story. You know, I love Christmas for so many reasons. There's so many incredible things about this time of year. Uh, one of them is, is I love food at Christmas. I mean, I, I just love it. Christmas cookies and pies and all that kind of stuff. And here's the thing about Christmas time. It seems like you have a free pass at Christmas. You know, you just can kind of eat whatever you want because you know in just a few weeks you're going to make some New Year's resolutions. And one of those resolutions is that you're going to eat better and you're going to get in shape. Does anybody know what I'm talking about today? Man, I love food at Christmas time. I love Christmas decorations and Christmas lights. I love to look at them. I'm not a big fan of putting up Christmas lights. Um, a few years ago, we, we lived in California and uh, we were going to put up Christmas lights on our house. And uh, I had to get a extension ladder to get up to this kind of peak on the house. And I didn't have an extension ladder. So I had to borrow an extension ladder from somebody. Um, but I had to borrow a truck from somebody else to go borrow the extension ladder from somebody to go put up the Christmas lights. Well, I did that, and we put up the lights, and we had a great Christmas, and, and Christmas passed, and, and uh, it's time to take down the decorations, and, and we took all the decorations down, but I didn't have time to go borrow the truck to go bo- borrow the ladder to take down the lights, and uh, a few weeks went by, all of a sudden it's February, and the lights are still up. It's April, the lights are still up, and I had really good intentions, but I just never, now we didn't plug them in, all right, but they were on the house, and... July, the lights are still up, July. And I figured, you know, we're at the halfway point. I'm just going to leave them up the rest of the year. And here's what was amazing about that. You know, in our neighborhood, it seemed like it was a competition every year who could get their Christmas lights up the earliest. And, and it was like October 5th. And I went ahead and plugged those lights in. And I was the hero of the neighborhood right there. But I love this, these aspects of Christmas, man. I love getting together with family and getting together with friends this time of year. It's a joyful time. But for a lot of people, Christmas is not a joyful time. For a lot of people, Christmas is the loneliest time of year for them. There may be some people here today, maybe you feel this way, that you you wish you could go to sleep the day before Thanksgiving and wake up on January 2nd because this time of year brings a lot of hurt and a lot of sadness and, and, and you feel lonely during this time of year. You know, for some of you, perhaps this is the first year since losing a spouse or, or losing a mom or a dad or a son or a daughter, and, 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 and your heart is sad, and it's, it's a lonely time. And, and I know what that's like. 13 years ago, my, my mom was killed in a car accident, and, and I know the sadness that comes from losing someone that you love, and your heart is heavy this time of year. Maybe there's some of you today, maybe you've, you've recently, you've walked through a divorce and, and because of going through this divorce, you know, the family is separated and it's just not the same and, and you're, you're by yourself and you're lonely this time of year. Maybe for some of you today, maybe you're single and, and you've moved away from all of your family because of work or because of school and, and you find yourself here and you're, you're lonely this time of year, your heart is sad, you're going through a difficult time this time of year. You know, everybody has a different story, but the fact is it can be a lonely time. I was talking to my sister. I have a younger sister who just got married two and a half years ago. 
And her husband serves in the army and he was deployed about two months ago. He was deployed to the Middle East where he's going to spend the next 15 months serving our country in the Middle East. But my little sister lives hundreds of miles away from the rest of the family and, and she's all by herself during this season of the year. And I was talking to her the other day and she said, you know what? It is lonely. It is difficult this time of year. You see, Christmas can be a very lonely, a very difficult time. And today we're looking at the Christmas story in kind of a different light. Maybe you'd never really think of it as a lonely story, but, but in a lot of respects, the Christmas story really is a lonely story. And here's what we're going to look at today. I believe that we're going to learn some things from the Christmas story that's going to help us as, as many of you perhaps, or maybe someone you know is walking through a very difficult, difficult time, a very lonely time during this time of year. I want to answer this first question. What can lead to loneliness? Number one is this. What can lead to loneliness? Stressful situations can lead to loneliness. Matthew chapter 1. If you would turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1 in verse 18. It says this. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man, and he did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Now, this was a stressful situation. I mean, can you imagine the stress that Joseph experienced as his wife-to-be just gave him the news that, that she's pregnant and he's not the daddy. I mean, that is a stressful situation. Can you imagine the stress that Mary felt as she's trying to figure out, okay, how do I tell Joseph? How do I break the news? Is he going to believe me? It was a stressful time. Both of them experienced the stress of, man, what is everybody going to think of us? What's our family going to think of us? You know, the rumors that are going to be flying around in the neighborhood. What is everybody going to think of us? It was a stressful time. And the Bible says that Joseph wanted to break the engagement quietly. He didn't want to disgrace her. And uh, really in that day, according to the law in that day, Mary could have been tried in a court for, and, and been guilty of a crime. She actually could have been, been stoned to death if Joseph wanted to go that route. But, but Joseph wanted to break the engagement quietly. It was a lonely time. Uncertainties. Man, what's everybody going to think? All the rumors. Nobody understands what we're going through. It was a lonely time because of a stressful situation. Now, I'm glad that Joseph did not break off the engagement. Look in verse 20. Matthew 1 and verse 20 says this, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. I'm so thankful that in the midst of their stressful situation, God showed up. God showed up and encouraged them in their stressful situation. You know, the holidays, this season can be a very stressful time for a lot of people. You know, the other day, Thursday night at midnight, I went uh, to Walmart with my wife. You want to talk about stress. 
I'll never do that again, all right? I mean, I, we went to Walmart, and I, we got lined up, and my job was to get a few DVDs for the kids for Christmas. And the box of DVDs is wrapped in plastic, and, and I'm standing there, you know, watching my watch here and just looking for the time to uh, count down. And, and I have my eyes on these DVDs that I'm going to grab. And, and, but the thing is, you know, about 25 of my best friends had their eyes on the same DVDs, and they're staring those things down, and, man, people were getting crazy. I started to get upset, man. I, I wanted to hurt somebody. And then I realized I'm a, I'm a pastor at People's Church, and that person might show up Sunday here at the church. It was stressful. Man, it's just, man, people were crazy. It, is a, it can be a stressful time. And, and really, this time of year, our, our schedules are tight. Maybe at work there's end-of-the-year deadlines and there's pressure that you have at work and, and there's parties and the kids have school functions that, that need to be attended. And, and then there's the financial pressure of, man, how am I going to buy Christmas gifts for my kids? How are we going to provide Christmas for our family, for our friends? And, and you're carrying that kind of pressure. And here's the thing about stressful situations. Stressful situations can bring about a feeling of loneliness because we think we're the only ones facing this circumstance. We think we're the only ones walking through that situation and we become, we, 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 we have a feeling of loneliness. And I want you to know today that God knows what you're going through today. God knows what you're going through. He understands when you think that nobody understands, God understands what you're going through. He understands what you're facing today. He knows where you're at today. He knows the stressful situation that you're going through today. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. I love the scripture. It says, give all of your worries and cares to God because he cares for you. Somebody needs to hear that today. Listen, God cares for you. He cares for you. You may feel lonely. You may be stressed out in life. God cares for you. And you can give your worries. You can give your anxieties. You can give your burdens. You can give your stressful situations to God because he cares for you today. It's the second thing that can bring about loneliness is opposition in life can lead to loneliness. Everybody say opposition. Opposition can lead to loneliness. Luke chapter 2 and verse 5, it says this. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who is now obviously pregnant. And, and while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. I mean, think about it. The king of kings, the savior of the world, and there's no lodging for him. There's no lodging. You want to talk about opposition, the opposition that they faced. Here they are. They're all alone. They're looking for a place to, to, to have their family, and there's no lodging available. And it says that Mary laid him in a manger. A manger was a feeding trough for farm animals. Jesus was laid in a manger. There was no lodging. There was opposition that they were facing. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 13 goes on to say this. After the wise men were gone, the angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. Now get this. Get up. Flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. 
opposition. Mary and Joseph and Jesus, they encountered incredible opposition. Herod, who was the king at the time, you see this, the, all the, the story, the news of this, of this baby who the savior, this king of kings born into the world was a threat to Herod. And Herod didn't like being threatened, so he wanted to kill the baby Jesus, and they had to run for their lives. They, they must have felt like the whole world was against them. You know, today, maybe you have opposition in life. Maybe today you've come, you've come here to People's Church, and you, and you have this feeling like, man, nothing's, ever work, nothing's working out for me. Nothing's working out the way that I want it to. And everywhere I go, there's opposition. The bills keep piling up and, and maybe your job isn't going very well. Maybe the kids are sick and, and maybe you go home, your own dog won't even look at you. That's how bad things are getting. Your own dog is turned from you and there's opposition in your life and you are feeling lonely and you are feeling helpless. Listen to what God's word says. Romans eight thirty one says this, if God is for us, then who can be against us? See, that's a rhetorical question. The answer is really this. Nobody can be against us. No situation can overtake us. When God is for us, nothing can be against us. And you need to know this today. God is for you. God is for you. God is on your side. Some, there may be some, you've come, you're like, man, you've showed up here at People's Church and maybe you got this idea that God is against you and God doesn't want you to have fun in life and, and God wants to make life miserable. I want you to know this, God is for you today. He's on your side today and whatever opposition you're facing today, you need to know that God is for you and when God is for you, all things are possible. You see, God's for you today. When you're facing opposition, you feel lonely, but God is for you. Here's the third thing that can bring loneliness this time of year. Separation from family and friends can lead to loneliness. And especially during this season of the year, so many people walk through this. Separation from family and friends. You know, if you look back at the Christmas story, there's, there's no record of Mary and Joseph having any family with them at the birth of Jesus. They're all by themselves. And you know, that's the thing about the birth of a child, man, that's one of the most celebrated events in life. It's a time of celebration, man. There's family, there's friends. And man, when I loved it, we have three kids and all three of our kids, man, we had family around us and friends celebrating life. And, and I loved it. It's so exciting. And, and really, I did really good on the first two, man. I was strong for my wife and, and was by her side and encouraged her and, and something happened as I got a little bit older, my stomach got a little soft and queasy. And uh, by, by the time our son was born, you know, I'm trying to be strong for my wife and just something happened. I just kind of got lightheaded. I, something hit me. I started to look like I was going to faint and I had to sit down and, and the nurse had to leave my wife and go and give me oxygen. All right. That's just, that is pathetic. All right. I'm making myself very vulnerable to you right now by telling you that. But man, the birth of children, it's a time of celebration. It's a, it's a time of joy. And, and here you have Joseph and Mary and Jesus. They were all alone. And they're all alone. Nobody's with them. Nobody's around them. They were all alone. For some of you today, you feel that way. And you're all alone. You don't have people around you. You don't have family. You don't have friends around you. And, and you feel lonely. Hear me today. God does not want you to be lonely. 
God doesn't want you to be lonely. You say, well, Troy, how can I overcome loneliness? How can I deal with this? This time of year, man, it's, it's difficult. How can I deal with this? Real quickly, we're going to look at three things. Three things that will help us to overcome loneliness this Christmas season. Number one is this. How to overcome loneliness. Number one, give away to someone else. Give away to someone else. You know, as a kid, it was just my brother and I for a lot of years. And, and when I was a teenager, my mom and dad had two little girls, my little sisters. And so it was just the two of us. And man, I remember Christmas Day, man, ripping open Christmas presents. And we were just so pumped and so excited. And, and I always remember looking up at my dad and, and, and he was just happy and excited to see us opening gifts. And, and I always felt bad for him. You know, I'm having a time of my, I'm opening gifts and I was, man, I was always a little bit sad for my, for my dad because usually every year at Christmas, he would get like two gifts, socks and underwear. Come on, dads. You know what I'm talking about? The gifts that keep on giving throughout the year, but that's what he would get. And, but the, the amazing thing is he was so happy and so excited. I couldn't figure that out. Why was he so happy? And, and I became a dad. And, and, and it brings such great joy to my heart when I'm able to bless my children and, and give them gifts. And there's no greater joy in the world when we're able to give away to somebody else. When we're able to bless other people. You see, that's the whole point of Christmas. For God so loved that he gave. God so loved that he gave. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever will believe in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. You see, he so loved that he gave. He didn't come to get, but he came to give. You see, something happens when we give away from ourselves. Here's what happens. We take our eyes off of our situation and we're able to put them onto somebody else's. All of a sudden, then, you know, our problems, our problems may still may be there. We still may feel lonely, but we're able to step beyond our situation. We take our eyes off of ourselves and we put them onto others and we bless other people. And it brings a lot of joy to our hearts. Acts chapter 20, verse 35. Here's what the scripture says. It says, you'll not likely go wrong here if you keep remembering that our master, that Jesus said, you're far happier giving than getting. You see, Jesus said, that's not my idea. Jesus said, hey, you're going to be happier if you learn to give than than if if all you're about is getting. Do you want to be happier this year? Maybe maybe you're lonely. Maybe you're going through a difficult time. Do you want joy? Do you want to be happy this year? Be a giver. Meet somebody else's needs this Christmas season. You see, our culture tells us this. If you want to be happy, you need to get. If you want to be happy, it's all about more, 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 me, 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 me. I got to have this. I got to have this. I got to have this. But the word of God says this, true happiness comes when we learn to give, when we learn to bless others. So how do we overcome loneliness? We give away from ourselves. Number two is this, get connected with others. Get connected with others. You know, Joseph, Mary, Jesus, they're all by themselves. You read it in scripture, they're all by themselves, just, just some hogs around them and some cows. I mean, they're they're farm animals, you know, but they're all by themselves. And, and it had to be a lonely time, a lonely situation. But I think this is just incredible. God didn't leave them there all by themselves. God sent them some visitors and look in Matthew chapter two and verse nine, Matthew two and verse nine, it says this, 
After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star that they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them, and it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house. They saw the child, talking about Jesus, with his mother Mary, and they bowed down, and they worshiped him. Then they opened up their treasure chest and they gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. You know, I just imagine that this visit from these wise men was exactly what Joseph and Mary needed. It's exactly what they needed. I imagine it was a life-giving encounter. It was an encouraging encounter. And, and you don't read that Joseph and Mary said, oh, no, we want to be by ourselves, man. We're just, you know, we're lonely. We want to be by ourselves. And they, they didn't push them away, but they welcomed them as visitors. You see, the most damaging thing, hear me, hear me today, the most damaging thing that you and I can do if we're lonely this time of year, the most damaging thing that we can do is to isolate ourselves from other people. It's the most damaging thing you can do. And there may be some of you say, you know, I just want to be lonely. I mean, I, I feel lonely and I just don't want people around me. It hurts too bad. The most damaging thing you can do is to isolate yourself, is to distance yourself from others. It's like throwing gas on the fire of loneliness. You see, we were created for relationship. God designed you, he designed me to be connected with others, to have meaningful relationships with other people. You know, here at People's Church, we say this every week, we're family. Every single week we say we're family. And you know what? It's not something that, that it's not just a saying, it's not just like a cute little slogan, but this is what we believe, man. We believe that we are family, we believe that we need to be connected to one another and that if you don't have family around you this time of year, your church can be your family. This group of people can be your family this time of year. Some of you, maybe you say, you know what, I, I, I just can't, I can't step out to build relationships. Maybe you're, you're afraid of being hurt or, or for whatever reason, you just, it's tough for you to step out and build relationship. You know, here at People's Church, we want to help you to do that. We give a lot of thought, a lot of planning to, to our community group ministry, and we, we want to help you to get connected into a community group where you can connect with other people and have life-giving relationships. This Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, we are going to be launching, for the next two weeks, we're launching several brand-new community groups. And I challenge you, if you're, if you're walking through a difficult time, Come Wednesday night, be here Wednesday night. We want to help you. There's people that will help to facilitate getting you connected into a life-giving relationship. But we are family here at People's Church. Say, you know what, Troy, I have family, man. I'm not lonely this time of year. Let me, let me challenge you with this. If you have family this time of year and you're not lonely, I challenge you with this. Find somebody who is lonely and invite them to be a part of your family. Encourage them to be a part, welcome people, minister to somebody this time of year. So how do we overcome loneliness? Get connected with others. The third, the third way, and finally is this, give your life completely to Jesus Christ. Give your life completely to Jesus Christ. You see, when you give your life completely to Christ, you realize, man, my life has purpose. 
God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has a a destiny. And, And I'm not saying you'll never struggle with any kind of feelings of loneliness or sadness. But what I am saying is you'll understand a big picture and, uh, for your life and you'll be able to trust God. God's got a plan. He's got a purpose for my life and I can trust him. I can trust him with my life. Joseph and Mary were able to overcome everything that they overcame because they knew that God had a purpose. God had a plan. Their baby, Jesus, was, was born into this world to be the savior of the world. And they were able to overcome all the obstacles, all the opposition, the stressful situation because they trusted God with their lives. John chapter 10 and verse 10 says this, the thief's purpose is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said this, my purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life. You know, Jesus came to give you life. He came to give me life. He didn't come just to, to, give, us, to give us this kind of barely get through and ba- just trudge your way through life kind of life. He came to give us a rich and a satisfying life. One translation says an abundant life. Jesus has come to give you an abundant life, a rich and a satisfying life. Give your life completely to Jesus Christ today. You know, to grasp the fullness of this lonely story, we have to fast forward 33 years, about 33 years. We have to to leave the story of the birth of Christ. We have to end with the, the story of his crucifixion on the cross. You see, Jesus was on the cross. He was on the cross. He was all alone. His friends, his closest friends had betrayed him. They betrayed him. All the people are standing. They, they have accused him, falsely accused. He's, he's on the cross and, and he cries out these words, Matthew 27, verse 46. It says this, about three o'clock, Jesus called out in a loud voice, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? You see, as Jesus was on the cross, All of his friends had betrayed him and he's on the cross and he cries out, God, why have you abandoned me? Why have you forsaken me? You see, his own father abandoned him when he was on the cross. Jesus was lonely on the cross. He was all by himself. He was all alone. He was carrying the sin of the world. He was carrying your sin and my sin upon the cross. He was abandoned. He was all alone. He was lonely. Hear me today. Jesus became lonely so that you and I don't have to be lonely. Jesus became lonely so that you and I don't have to be lonely. Jesus came to give of his life so that you and I can experience real life. And that, my friends, is what Christmas is all about. Let's bow our heads, if you will.